everyone, as you know, we are here with Davnet Doyle, the voice of Vala in Warframe, the singer of Sleeping in the Cold Below. And I think that's really where we want to start because a lot of us here are Warframers. That's why uh, the primary reason we wanted to talk to you and to talk to you about your project with Call of the Tempestari and how that all began and came about. Well, unfortunately, like all, uh, you know, origin stories, we've got to go back to the beginning, which is high school for me. Um, no, I, I won't drag this out. But, um, so I grew up in Newfoundland. So did Keith Power. So Keith Power, of course, does all the music uh, for this video game. And he's just the most incredible guy. And, and I can just tell by the, the whole gaming community is in love with him. And he is the best. So we actually did musicals together uh, in high school. We didn't go to the same high school, but we were so blessed. Like the amount of talent in Newfoundland at that time was just absolutely ridiculous. And so the first time I saw Keith Power, he was in the starring role of the musical Pippin. Wow. And he was amazing. So we became fast friends mm -hmm. and then we continued our friendship. And now 30 years later, uh, I get a call from him and I did some backgrounds for We All Rise Together. Oh, so he wow. Years ago, and we see, yeah, I'm, I'm in the chorus there. I'm the, I'm the only woman in, in it, I think. And that so is so he, cool. That is so cool, yeah. I'm on the board for SOCAN, which is in Canada, kind of like BMI ASCAP, and Keith wins the SOCAN Screen Composers Award every single year. So we would see each other at SOCAN Awards, mm -hmm connect there and yeah so he just called me up he said hey uh would you be interested in singing this I was like I get to work with you amazing yeah. because he's he's really a genius and so I just immediately said yes and and he said well you know there's also a speaking part he said I know you can do it because we did musicals together but after high school I just focused on my music career and not acting so people don't know that I can do it. Yeah. He said, I know you can do it, but the other people don't know you and don't know that you can do it. Would you be up for auditioning? And I said, sure, because um, here I, you know, I do a lot of recording in my house for a CBC radio show that I have on Sunday mornings. And I do all sorts of voiceovers from here. So I just did the audition, sent it off. Anyway, they picked me, which is. Yeah. So sweet Fabulous. and I wasn't expecting that um and then I got to go in and and do the voice like the speaking part of Vala and that was so thrilling for me especially in a pandemic you know we've been locked down in Toronto for it seems like 18 years so mm -hmm. it feels so long yes yeah, and weird. all of my work is at home I yeah. mean I'm doing all of my work at home so it's just great to be able to go to a studio and have yeah, Keith somewhere. zoom in and and while I was doing the singing part and then the other guys zoom in when I was doing the acting part. Right. And then of course, when this, I did the acting part first, which was great. Mm -hmm. And so I really kind of got into the character of who this person is, mm -hmm. um, who I just, you know, it, it was pretty amazing to be the voice of a character of a female captain in a video game in the year 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was We're getting there, ladies. Yeah. Like I'm bringing everything to it. Like mm -hmm. I'm bringing like me too. I'm bringing all of these yeah. movements mm -hmm. uh, informed the voice of that character. Um, That's awesome. And 
you know, so it wasn't something I took lightly. I mean, I really think it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing. And so when the song arrived and I heard the song, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's amazing. And Keith wrote it with Alan Doyle, who of mm-hmm. course is an incredible solo artist mm-hmm. and, and had huge success as well with Great Big C. And when I got the track, it was like the Ennis sisters were singing on it, who are an amazing band from Newfoundland, Rum Ragged. I mean, just, you know, Greg Hocko, all of these people playing on this track that I was like, I can't believe I get to go and sing on top of this. Yeah. Because Keith's work is masterful. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, it took me 20 minutes to sing that song. That's probably. Wow. Like, it, it just, it came so easily yeah. to me because it was such an singable song and it's so authentic to yeah. where we're from in Newfoundland. It really is like something that people would sing around mm-hmm. the bay waiting for people to come back yeah. from sea and they never come back. Yeah. You know, it's really it it was it was such a great combination. It was so smart of Keith to to get Alan to write this with him. And yeah. That's I mean, amazing. Amazing to be a part of it, but also like just heart wise and soul wise to get like just this really amazing full circle moment um, for the people that I grew up with in in Newfoundland. Oh, yeah, that's that's incredible. Now that you tell that story and it's because we, we, you know, we we don't know any better and nobody knows the connection. So we're like, oh, yeah, Keith Power, he's amazing. Writes all the Warframe music. That's really cool. Must have somehow got in touch with uh, Annette somehow. I don't know, because she's a singer and she's on the radio. Right. But to know that you actually grew up together. Yeah. There's so much connection there. And and, and the Newfoundland and and just, I don't know, it it feels very Canadian too, in a way. It's it's a a nice, I don't know, um, synergy of of people. It is. And and I think this is, um, you know, the first time I've talked about it in in an interview or anything. So, I mean, I don't think people have made that connection. I just looked, actually, I just went for a little visit with my mom and and, uh, I I wanted to play that song for her. I played it for her before, but, um, and there's like 1.7 million views on YouTube of it, yeah. which is, yeah. that's a lot. A lot of people have listened to that song. I mean, it resonates, it resonates with people. And it, to work with Keith Power and Alan Doyle, I would sing the phone book. And uh, so I can't wait to do it again. Oh, I hope that there's more opportunities. And it's true. Yeah, me too. That song, like when it came out and and the release date, you know, we were streaming at the time and the impact that people had with that song and the connection they felt like it was, it was a moving, it brought shivers, yeah. it, it, it created a sense of, of real feeling. And, and I think that oh, that's, that's not only in the songwriting, but in the singing too, like your, oh, your, you. your emotion and, and connection to the song is really evident. I think it comes oh, out. Thanks. But they've, they've well, proved, like Keith especially has proven to have an incredible track record. Like the guy, the guy could easily go out and write pop songs. Like oh god! Oh god! Like and and it blows me oh, away because yeah. that's essentially what they've done is they they've created these industrial feeling. Like he, he's really captured Warframe. Yeah. He's captured the the you know half human half robot type of like yeah. There's these robots with that are you know they have sentient being type things and he's captured that in that music. It feels so fitting to be able to do that to put those puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. oh uh, that's a great way to uh to describe what he does and i mean even as a teenager he could literally pick up any instrument and be a master on that instrument 
Oh, he's, he's, um, he's just, he's just like one of these otherworldly talents. And yeah, you're right. He could be writing massive pop. He could be writing for, you know, uh, the weekend, Ariana Grande. And, and I'm sure at some point he probably will, but he's just so busy right now. He's so in demand as a yeah. composer yeah. Um, that, you know, there's only one of him. Yeah. It's too bad. It's sad. It's true. Too bad. Yeah. Couldn't Warframe like make more of him? I don't know. Yeah, just multiply him, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's an incredible story. What an what a beautiful um, origin story to this project. Uh, talking about your experiencing with voice acting in the character of Alice was the first time as a voice actor. Uh, yes, for some like first time really like I do a lot of commercial work and um, things like that. But in terms of being a character, I haven't been a character since. I did Evita in Evita like literally 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 It's been 20 years. In musical, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a while. Yeah. So you got to stretch your acting chops once yeah. more. It was so fun. Very it was nice. So fun. So Too much fun. Do you feel like, did the character, did you really bring to the character what made Vala? Did that come more from you or did, did a lot of it come from direction or feedback about the character? How did you connect with that character? How did that come about? Well, a lot of it was on the page already. Like the script I thought was great. Uh, you know, it, it, when I read it, I was like, oh, this is, this is meaty. This is mm -hmm. awesome. This is a real character. Mm -hmm. um, not just like a one dimensional, you know, robot with boobs or something. It's like, mm -hmm. no, she's, she's got layers to her. Um, so it was on the page, but it was also the experience of being direct. It's so weird, you know, cause usually in these situations oh. for voiceovers, you're in a booth, there's a, a wall and behind a glass, you can see people and they, you know, put on the talk back button and you talk back and forth and they tell you what they need. Mm -hmm. But now you're just listening to it in your ears. Like um, the director was on a zoom call, the writers were on the zoom call. So they were giving me direction and the director was fantastic. Like I loved, I love the experience of, of being directed. It's just yeah. really, it's, it's really wonderful. I think that's because a lot of my work is self-generated. So like I'm the one directing myself and it's like, Oh, God, it's a break I'm, so for you. <laughs> I'm so tired. Just tell me what to do. Take a break. Um, so yeah, the director was fabulous too. And, and the words were on the page, but I do feel like I definitely brought some of my life experience and, uh, you know, maybe a little rage. Yeah. Yeah. Got to let it out. It's a perfect yeah. place. So having such a deep love for the song, clearly, and obviously a passion for it because of your close friendship with Keith Power. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, Warframe is running a contest right now uh, to cover Sleeping in the Cold Below. Mm -hmm. Are you nervous slash excited for that? Oh, God, it's so amazing. I've actually been mostly off social media uh, for the last couple of weeks just because I'm homeschooling my kids. Virtual schooling is not working out. Tell me about um, oh, my gosh. I, have, I, I feel like I've got 18... 18 things happening. That's the thing about when you're freelance. It's not like, oh, Monday to Friday. It's like, oh, I got all these deadlines and all these projects and I'm on a bunch of boards and everything is happening um, right now. So I'm like, I need to get off social media. But I did pop in there for a second and I saw um, an Irish guy. Keith had retweeted an Irish guy doing it with like six, he's in six different frames and it sounded amazing. Um, but I didn't realize it was actual, like an actual campaign. 
because yeah. I, I yeah. haven't been tuned in at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're in for a treat in June, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I imagine there'll be a ton of beautiful music coming your way. Wow, so like, what? when's the deadline? Maybe I'll do a cover of it myself. <laughs> the deadline is the 8th, June 8th of yeah. June. Yeah. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. 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 Actually, um, so Doc Doc is in a band and he's going to be doing a, a, a rock cover of it. It's it's sounding beautiful. They've rewritten all of the music in rock. Well, um, and currently, because we use the original as the backing. Yeah. It's still you. It's singing. still your voice yeah. into the rock music. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Dude, all over that. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm recording the vocals for that this yeah. weekend. Tomorrow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay, you have to send me that. Uh, you have my email address. Please send me that directly. I absolutely will. I, yeah, I, we'll be putting it out there. Won't, yeah. Probably won't see it on social media. That's the thing about yeah. social media. There's like four, There's so much. four other places I got to check. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. it's something out there. It's, it's <laughs> the wild. It's yeah. you step in, you're like, I don't know if I belong here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. The oh, music yeah. industry. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, well, I cannot wait to hear your version. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. It's exciting. I'm excited. Now I'm going to go tomorrow when I record. She's like, she's going to hear this. Yeah. I got to nail this. Give you extra oomph. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And you'll see, it's just like a, such a easily, easily singable song. Which well, that's what I found. I'm like, the lyrics are, are my problem. I can't, I barely even remember my own lyrics half the time. But oh, it's, it's the music itself. I'm like, this is going to be so good to sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I could not sing that song. Like lyric, I can't remember. I can't remember lyrics. I mean, I would be hard pressed to write lyrics that I have written, put out on a record, and have been on the radio. Yeah. yeah. So I feel that. Good. And it's we're like you, you you mess up those words, and that's the worst part for a musician. I feel like because there's certain parts of the song where it comes along, and and then you sing it differently. You're like, oh, why did I record it like that? Oh, the way you do it is going to be amazing. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. You're gonna be, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it too. But enough about me. But, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I wanna talk more about Sleeping in the Cold Below. It's It's been so, so popular. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what uh, we, we wanted to know was, what was your biggest takeaway from working on the project as a whole? Um, that when you do things that you love and that feel authentic to you and that and the genre of that song really felt authentic to me, and you work with great people, it's going to be easy, fun, and people will relate to it. Yeah. That's, and they you know, are. It's well, they so do. true. Yeah, it was yeah. so accessible. Even what's interesting is, obviously, as Canadians, we're all very used to our that, that type of music. Mm -hmm. Like, it comes from the East Coast, mm -hmm. but we're yeah. all very aware of, of the music that comes out of Newfoundland and, like, mm -hmm. shanties and stuff like that. What blew me away is the player base outside of that... Uh, yeah you know and and they picked it up and they're like this is amazing and this is incredible and it's like yeah this is like canada proud kind of mm -hmm. yes yes yeah yeah 100 percent. i do and especially like all of the musicians who played on that are it's such a tight circle of people mm -hmm. yeah um it's just cool to kind of have that happen with a song where so many of your friends are involved in it yeah yeah it's nice to hear what a beautiful experience. That is so, yeah, I would, I, I can only imagine like, and, and warming, mm -hmm. like I imagine as life is a hustle and bustle, it's, you don't keep in tight connection with, with Keith in terms of communication. So when you have a project yeah, totally. that you can stop and work on, it's like, yeah, there's like buddies back in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly. that. And it I comes out in the too. music. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I'm just searching for those opportunities everywhere in my entire life now after this pandemic. I'm sure, you know, I, I've always been super uh, introspective and, and, you know, wanting to live the happiest life that I can. So finding the path through that, whether it's therapy or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But definitely this pandemic has taught me, you know, life is so, 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 so short. And I it just has even solidified my path even more that I'm just going to do things that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are the same way. That's like it. that mentality now it's because you never know, like this, yeah. this is such an eye opening experience. The pandemic, the pandemic yeah. that you're like, okay, I'm stuck in my house. What am I putting out into the world now? Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. And you really have to dig deep. Otherwise you're going to go insane. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And oh. there's, you know, they can only keep up with the stock of chips so much yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like you know at a certain point you have to look inward because i just ate so many chips during yeah. the pandemic yes. i just had to... chips too oh, much chips. pizza pizza's so easy oh pizza's so easy why is it so easy <laughs> it can't be this easy yeah it's, it's easy pizza's easy but you generally need like a napkin or a plate right and that's yeah. way too much work but chips yeah. is just straight out of the bag right straight it's out. done yeah. and done it comes yeah. in its container you can't argue exactly. with that Exactly. It's a, oh, nature's bowl. Nature's bowl. Manufactured That's, nature's yeah, bowl. Manufactured yeah. Nature's That's bowl. That's right. I usually say that about the skin of an avocado, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've really taken this on a tangent and I, I apologize. No, kind I love of. it. No, tangents is we, our, that's the name of our game. Yeah. This is beautiful. Okay. You're fitting right in. Mm -hmm. This is okay, great. This is um, great. So <clears throat> we obviously, um, we were aware of you through, through uh, Vala and the mm -hmm. voice acting that you did for Warframe, which is amazing. Uh, we, we tapped into uh, your past though. So we, yeah. we, we did some research. We found some pretty uh, questionable things. Yeah, uh, I did. But no, we, we, so your accomplishments are actually quite grand Yes. in terms of, of what you've been able to, what, what is seemingly yeah. an, an independent struggle. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first of all, I'd like to talk a little bit more about your music. Um, cause you've said you've had your stuff out on the radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're obviously an ongoing, uh, musician. Mm -hmm. Um, how did that start? How did you decide that that was going to be the passion that you pursue professionally? Well, it's funny. I was, you know, this origin story back to Newfoundland. So shortly after I was doing musicals with Keith, I I met um, some musicians and and they were a bit older than me, way more experienced, and and we put together a, a demo tape. But I really, I really just wanted to be an actor. Basically, at that point, I was in university, and then I take a semester off and do a show, uh, a touring acting show in the province, and. And then I got a summer, I went back to university. I got a summer's job at this place called Fred's Records. Up above Fred's Records it was called Duckworth Distribution. And I just had a job answering the phones and, you know, cleaning the bathroom, stuff right. like that. Yeah. Making ends meet. Mm -hmm. at, at that time, bands like Sloan, Ashley McIsaac, like the East Coast had just blown up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, in North America, it was like a huge heat score. It was massive, yeah. So uh, this guy, Graham Stairs, was down setting it up an independent label for EMI music, oh. trying to find, trying to find East coast artists. So he came into the office and he flew down from Toronto and, and I was just singing around the office. I think I was probably singing. Oh, Danny boy to irritate Robert Bach who worked in the office. He hated that song. I think it was <laughs> Danny boy. And I, so I would sing it all day long, nonstop because that's who I am. 
just to irritate him. And I was 17. So, <laughs> and he said to my boss, he was like, that girl in the office has a pretty good voice. And, and he was like, well, here, here's her demo tape. So the way Graham says it, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> he got in the car, put the tape in. That tells you how long ago this yeah. was. Yeah. Put the demo tape, tape for it real. Was a tape. Yeah. <laughs> and so he put the tape in the car and he said he drove around halfway around the block and said, that's it. She's our first artist. So actually wow. I started, uh, you know, then I went back to university in that fall semester and I was flying back and forth to Toronto to write songs and it was just too much. So I realized I can't do both. And then I moved to Toronto when I was 18 and I made my first record and my first record came out and it was like a huge hit. It was, you know, top five across the country and top five on much music, which was like a huge deal then. And I was like 18, 19, mm -hmm. probably 19 when it came out. Right. And then the next song came out and didn't do as well. And then the song after that came out and that didn't do as well. And then I was like, oh, I've made like this record, um, you know, that I'm proud of, but it's a pop record. And I don't really know if I'm a pop artist. Um, and then I got a gig opening up for Steve Earle, who's this amazing Americana yeah. artist and writer. And I was standing side stage. Um, and I was like, oh, if I'm going to do music, I want to do it like that. So I basically took some time off and wrote with everybody I could from here to L.A. to Nashville. And I just learned how to write songs and I learned how to play guitar and I just learned how to do what I wanted to do. And then I just started doing it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Good for you. Way to pursue what you wanted from the beginning and, and go for it. There so... Is it safe to say that that record that you put out is that Shadows Wake Me? Yes. Yeah. So guys, if you have not gone and looked, uh, she is available on all of the wonderful platforms that their music lives. Right. Heck yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at Spotify right now. Yep. Um, and it's all on there, including her newest release as well, uh, Liquor Store Flowers. Liquor Store Flowers, yeah. Which that's we were listening to. Yes. Uh, I would start there. Yeah. If you're gonna listen, start start from the most recent and then work your way back. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Tell That's us, true. Tell Get hooked by the most recent one and then appreciate the oldies. That's true. That's yeah. right. That's, That's true. right. Yeah. I just think I, I kind of get better as I go along. So I think if you, <laughs> if you start with the most recent stuff and you go, oh, she's pretty good, and then you can work your way backwards, then you you know you can. By the time you get to baby me, shadows wake me. You'll be like, oh, that's who what she I was just, like when yeah. she was a kid. Oh. This is the origins. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can appreciate this in its own way. Exactly. I feel that. Cool. So yeah, guys, if you have not, please, please go check her out. It's mm -hmm. incredible music. Really, really well written. Mm -hmm. Um. Thanks. Which is obvious now, as as you've explained, the amount of work you put you into put learning into how to it. write a song. So yeah. it makes sense yeah. that Oof. it is as good as it sounds. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. That's no, so absolutely. sweet. Of course, of course. It's. I mean, it's your passion. Like you deserve to hear that it's good. It, you know, like it's, it's it, got to keep you going. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, worth getting up in the morning. That's yeah, right. It is. So that album, the uh, Liquor Store Flowers, uh, which is mm -hmm. your most recent release. Mm -hmm. um, Describe what that album meant to you and, and what, uh, like, describe the album in, in its own, your intention mm -hmm. of it, and, and personally what that album means to you. Well, that album was kind of like my own Bala moment, to be honest, because 
I had not made a so I did a record of covers uh, about 15 years ago, but I hadn't done a solo record at that point in like 18 years, really, like of my own original material, 18 years. I had been in two bands. I was in a band. Uh, I released three solo albums before I started going in a band. So I released Shadows Wake Me, Hyper Dramatic, which is more like a techno album mm-hmm. uh, in my early 20s. And then Davnet, D-A-V-N-E-T, which I think is a really good record. And that's too, it was produced by Gordy Sampson, who's a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. And this, so, and then I was in a band called Shay with Kim Stockwood and Tara McLean, and we went full force for many years. And then I was at a band called The Heartbroken with some of the guys who were in the Shea band. Mm-hmm. So this album marked my first solo album in 18 years where I had autonomy, where I wasn't answering to anybody, where I wasn't, you know, where it wasn't this situation where there's three or four people sitting around going, oh, what should that second line be? It's like, I'm just going to write the damn line. Do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. You, own, you owned it. You, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, it's like democracy will, you know. Well, it'll ruin, it'll you know, ruin Democracy the and songwriting is, is not always great. No. Let's, it's at a certain point, like I'm getting old now. It's like, I just got, it's going to be way faster for me to just like write it, my yeah. the song myself. Yeah. Um, But I did, I co-wrote with a lot of my, um, uh, female close friends mm-hmm. and writers and producers and Gordy Sampson's I, I wrote a couple of songs on there with him just because we're such old friends and he's like an old granny too <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just a really cathartic experience for me I think at that point it was after I wrote it after me too I think there was just like a lot of reckonings in the music business and there was definitely reckonings in my life. And, and, uh, it was very much like, I need to get this out of my body. Yeah. And also when you're in bands for 15 years, um, it's easy to go, well, Oh, maybe these people were responsible for why this is good mm-hmm. or why, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted a, also a moment to be like, no, this is all me. This yeah. is, yeah. this is, this is, I, this is what I've been working towards. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. Cause I love it. And yeah. it was, it meant something to me. Right. You know, I think I'm definitely at the point now where I'm not, you know, it would be ridiculous for me to be making music for the sake of being relevant in the music industry, because the music industry is uh, an industry that greatly values youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ironic thing is, is now at 45, musically, I'm the best by miles that I've ever been. And I'm, uh, but in terms of the commodity of the music industry, a woman at 45 is not, you know, that's not when you're at your ho- hottest, you know, <laughs> like in the industry. Um, so I'm just doing stuff because I, I believe it's good music, mm-hmm. not because somebody else does or people around me do or people want me to do something different. I'm just doing what I want to do for myself because A, who gives an F? Right. And B, it's not, I'm not doing it for the industry. I'm doing it for myself. So that record is really a labor of love. And it was, I'm so glad I made it and I'm glad it's out of my body. And I Mm -hmm. do know the next music I make will be more joyful and hopeful. I think that was just, you know, those were a collection of songs that I needed to get out. Uh, to move on and to have some kind of catharsis from 
um, situations that I found myself in yeah. in my life. And uh, it's just, it feels good to get it out of my body. Yeah. So uh, just based on, on that description of, of how the song was written, and I'm asking this out of personal experience because it's how I write songs. You find when you're not held back or if you have the ability to just sit and write, it's not even a struggle. It's not even a, uh, like, it, it, it just comes out. You, you yes. just, like, bleh. But it only works that way when other people are not involved. It only works that way when you can, like, focus on yourself. It's weird because it only works for me that way when I'm in a room with other people, especially if I'm writing a song for another artist or for film and TV or something like that. That's when the skill, that's when like the 25 years of experience yeah. comes in is when you can sit down and go, okay, I, this is a craft. This is like, uh, this is like somebody learns to become a plumber. Like they learn what the nuts and bolts mean mm -hmm. and how to do things in a certain order. So that is always there. Um, but in terms of when I'm writing for myself, something that I want to sing, I do actually, I actually don't sit down to write for myself. I write when the inspiration hits me. Yeah. And I, I usually, and that's, you know, why projects have been kind of spaced out now. I'm talking about now. This is like in the last three years right. of my life. Before that, it was different. But now I, I if I have a night, like most of my songs actually... <laughs> like for this record, even um, uh, on this liquor store flowers were written in two of the songs that I wrote by myself were written in literally 20 minutes. Because the way I kind of look at it is you're like, as a writer or a creative person, you are a vessel for all of your experiences, mm. whether that somebody was an asshole to you on the street, or, you know, you had a child who was born or whatever you, it gets up to here. So when it can no longer store anymore yeah. for me, that's when I feel like, Oh my God, it has to come out. I have to write. This has to happen right now. Um, so that, that actually is exactly the experience. The, you you feel. described it successfully, okay. <laughs> whereas I tripped over it and obviously didn't make it sound as my intention was. Yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. so thank you for painting <laughs> yes. that properly. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I meant. Like it just kind of comes out like when it's yes. ready to come out. Like it, yes. the reason yes. I ask is there's oftentimes, and I always ask this to people who write as well, is that half the time that I write a song and my best songs that I write, I don't even feel conscious as I'm writing them. They just yes. kind of spill out. And then afterwards I'm like, oh, holy crap, that makes sense. Or wow, I'm telling a very dark tale here and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And you know, this phone is like my best friend because it's got voice notes and the notes app. So pretty much every single song that I have been a part of writing started when I'm in the car or in the bathroom or doing dishes when I'm like, oh, where's my phone? Something's happening, something's happening. And I put it on and I just start singing into the phone. Yeah. Um, and, and or I'll start just writing something in, in notes. And I have a journal that I keep too, but, and oftentimes, so say like, if if I had decided, you know what, I've, I'm gonna make a new record in September. What I would do is go through all of my voice notes and see what songs I have. Right. You know, as opposed to sitting down to write, it would be like, what do I already have? These are my authentic, these are my authentic, like, heart. This is my soul coming out. There's yeah. no brain involved at all. Yeah. And then then you can edit it and switch things around and the craft comes in, but. But the yeah, genuine substance is there. Yeah. Yes.
I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's, I just, I love, I'm sorry, I love hearing the two of you talk about music. This is such a, it's so beautiful to hear your experiences and how it comes out because as someone who's not musically inclined in that way, the creative mm -hmm. process is a bit beyond me and it's just so beautiful hearing well, I, you I, guys. I feel like sometimes it's beyond it me. Comes, like, it I'm like, comes I don't out. even, I, it just happens. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't try to make it yeah. happen that way. Just did. Yeah. You're like, yeah. well, it's really good. And I'm like, well, I, cool. And then Thanks, magic. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just magic. It's incredible. It is kind of magic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because like everybody's brains works in different ways. Like for me, technology is like, I haven't, I saw like a little clip of my, you know, of Vala, the actual character in the game speaking, mm -hmm. but I, I don't, I don't know how to get there in a game to see her. I've never seen her. <laughs> I don't know what how does to she look like. I want to see me literally, now. I spend half my week uh, tr with technical services, trying to <laughs> help me figure stuff out. It is not right. And I have an interview on Friday. I need to get it to work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this was, I wing. I you know it was winging a prayer here for me. I'm shocked this is happening, but I'm so happy. I'm amazing. This I is, got this to work. You are, it's you're, working. You are a rock star. Yes, in more senses than just rock. Yeah. <laughs> now you do get technology to work for you every Sunday on your on your uh, radio show. Yes. Can you tell yes. us a bit about that? Well, actually, because of the pandemic, most of CBC is not open so like mm -hmm. they have a lot of their front-facing tv shows you know it looks like people at work there but for the most part on the radio a lot of people are still recording their shows at home so i'm if i'm telling you that my learning curve to record a radio show at home was high i'm telling you it was very high <laughs> um, that was and that you know i i learned how to do that last year obviously so but it's still uh it's tricky it's tricky it is. I don't it know is. what else, you know, what else more to say. The, this, the hardest part about it, honestly, is getting my kids to be quiet. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, that. because it's not like even here now I can hear my kids downstairs, but yeah. if you're recording something that's going to be, that has to be broadcast yeah. quality and you're the only vocal and you're supposed to be in a studio, studio. Mm -hmm. you can't have someone flushing the toilet, yeah. you know, you know, thumps in another eat. room, the boom, boom. Oh God, the furnace goes on. So then I started doing it in the nighttime when everybody went to bed, but then I'd be record, this was last year. Then I'd be recording at like 12 o'clock at night and yeah. I, I'd be like, I can't. And then I have to get up with the kids in the morning. It's like this, this can't work. So the, it's better now that, um, the weather is better, so I can just like kick my kids out. Yeah, outside you get. Yeah. And then, and then in the fall, my direct next door neighbor started a renovation, which I didn't have a heads up oh, about. Oh no. Started that, you know, so you're on deadlines to get these shows in, and there's like 26 turns. And so I've had some very stressful moments yeah. in the last, um, last year doing it's, the it's show. It's like the universe so the last, was like, she can't figure out technology. Let's make, Let's it, make it harder. Hard. Yeah. Let's make it harder. And now I now I know I can do it. You can. Which is great. It makes you feel like good, it. right? Yeah. Does it, do it? I don't know. The last couple of weeks, I've just I've been going into my uh, a, a studio to record it, just because I've had to I've had to do some vocal things. Like I can't record my vocals at home. My my voice is just too dynamic. <laughs> it's just it comes out like it'll just explode microphones. Yeah. It's, 
I can be very quiet, but then I can also be so loud. And, mm-hmm. and I just don't have the skill level to be engineering that while I'm doing it. So I've had to go in and do some vocals for different amazing projects. But yes. uh, so I've just tacked my show on there because. Well, that's smart. That's, that's you know? really smart. Yeah. yeah. That's often an issue we have on our sh- channel as well is, is dynamics. And in, in, like we almost need somebody to be standing there and like yeah. adjusting levels as we go because yeah. sometimes they'll be loud and they'll be like doc you're breaking the mic and sometimes they're yeah. quiet like yeah. well, it's like i can't even hear you yeah so yeah i know exactly know. how that goes that's amazing okay. how long have you been working on the um the cbc show and how did that like how how did you get um, into doing radio it it's something i've always wanted to do um especially as i you know i'm i've got two kids i i don't need to go to every small town in Canada anymore. I've been doing that for 25 years. Um, but as you know, I'm sure you've heard, we don't have adequate copyright protection in this country. Mm-hmm. So musicians, okay, this is where I go into my advocacy piece because I'm on a, I'm on a bunch of music boards and oh, I'm please very do. let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very passionate about this. The way I look, I liken it to, you know, uh, you have a restaurant. My husband had a restaurant before the pandemic. So it's like, you have a restaurant, margins are slim. In order to make any money, you've really got to be on top of every single tiny detail. That's how restaurants make money because it's so expensive to run a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I liken this streaming to be, you're an artist, you're selling your records, but you're like a restaurant. And then all of a sudden you go to this restaurant and the government says, you know what? We're not going to bother getting involved now that, you know, okay, sorry. I lost my train of thought here. No, 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 it's good. (laughs) Because I was like, is that what the analogy is supposed to go? So it's like having an analogy basically, and then saying, you know what, for $15 a month, you can't eat at any restaurant in the world for $15 a month. So what does that leave the restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, the independent restaurants Yeah, screwed out in the cold. So basically where I am. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. Um, uh, basically, you know, we're leaving musicians out in the cold, you know, basically mm-hmm. taking away their livelihood and people go, well, you can just tour and make money touring. Touring is very, very challenging to do. It's exhausting. It rips people away from their families. Not everybody wants to tour. Like I'm at the age with my kids now. It's like they need me. They need their mom mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Like for these years, these are challenging years, seven and eight. And, you know, I don't really want to tour. Mm-hmm. So I've had to diversify, especially, you know, as the only revenue source of people buying albums has been taken away from. Artists. artists. I have had to diversify if I want to make a living. And I've always wanted to do radio. And I'm I'm somebody who likes to learn. Like I I love to learn new things. Like I'm so I'm such a curious person. It's it's you know, can make like I have all these ideas. I want to do this, this, this and I do yeah. want to do all these things. So the radio show has been really great because it's been like a weekly grounding practice for me that I know it's going to take me a couple of days to write it. And then I've got to go record it. And um, it's been really, it's been really a great thing for me that I tried to get into for a really long time. And then I, I 
started doing some work at CBC about six months before the pandemic and just getting some training on how to do it. Um, had this worked with an amazing producer there, Lauren, and she taught me everything um, she possibly could. And then, then the pandemic hit and, and it was just kind of off to the races yeah. from my house. That's and amazing. I've been, do I've been doing all last summer. I did the weekend show uh, both days of the weekend. Um, and then I've been doing it every Sunday since September and I will, I'll be doing it till August the 1st. So what, Excellent. what is the ultimate premise of, of your show? Like what, what is the direction you take that in and what? Well, I, you know, if I had to categorize myself as anything, it would be a storyteller. So whether that's, whether I do it through song or whether I do it through a, a book or, uh, or through radio, I just like to tell stories. So they give me a playlist of what songs, um, the show is going to play that Sunday. So it, for this show, I'm not involved in picking the songs. Right. So I just basically do as much research and about the artists that are playing. And I just try to come up with great stories. And I, I do really enjoy it That's, so much. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. You just get to sit there first... and like, oh, I got a, oh, let me yeah. tell you. I got a story. Let, let me, me let yeah. tell you. this is a good one. Hold on to your yeah. butts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's, That's right. Fantastic. I love it. And, and also too, you know, I've been around this industry for a long time and um, it's pretty interesting to be able to share some of the insider knowledge that I have with the, with the CBC audience. So it's been great. Yeah. So I definitely want to do more, more radio for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of that insider knowledge, what, what is something like, what advice would you give somebody who is uh, who wants to enter into the music industry? We have a lot of aspiring musicians in our community. So very, very talented individuals. Very talented. Yes. What would what would advice would you give somebody new coming to the industry? I would say, take the time and know yourself. Like, really find out who you are, what you like, what you want to be, what your goals are, what your boundaries are, and what your integrity means to you. Because you, you, the music industry is kind of like a unregulated, it's like a video game, actually. It's kind of like, it's like an old school, it's, you know, saloon with cowboys and guns and stuff. The wild like, west. It is the wild, yes. wild west. It, it really is. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be to have an unshakable faith in yourself because it's an industry that is, you know, not so much as acting is based on rejection, but it, but it is an industry based on rejection, you know, no, we're not going to play you on the radio. No, you can't have that opening tour. No, 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 we're not going to sign you. No, 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 no. You just hear no all the time. But so if you come in and you have a very strong sense of self, not only is that going to serve you in terms of not getting disappointed and, and, and going on and persevering, but it will stop you from making musical decisions that aren't really in line with who you are. Mm. Um, because, you know, if, if, if you're a young band or a young artist and you talk to somebody at a label and they go, 
you know, you might have an incredible experience where they see you for who you really are and just think you're amazing and take you as you are and go out and promote you like Billie Eilish. But that never happens. I mean, it's so rare. Billie's such an incredible example of people stepping out of the way and letting her and her brother write their music and just Mm -hmm. be her and amazingly her. That's why she's incredible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of this industry, especially if you're a young artist, you know, people will want to put their stamp on what you do. What you do, yeah. Because they're going to want, their ego is going to want to play a role in your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that might be great if if you're doing music that you love, but it could be very, it can be a very bad thing when it ends you, leads you to do music, say like, oh, well, you know what? So-and-so has just had this huge hit. Why don't you do it like this? Yeah. You, it, It'll just lead you to make decisions that you will regret. Yeah. So that would be my biggest advice. Like just take your time and know yourself and, and don't be swayed by other people's opinions of who you are, because if you know yourself, you know yourself, that's it, you know, no compromises and keep your boundaries and wear sunscreen. Difficult to not want to follow trends when you see others succeeding in those trends, in those trends. I think one of the most difficult things that people have trouble with and, and, like I'm, I'm going on 20 years of experience and I've seen people come and go and people who have, you know, done really well are the ones who are kind of like, this is my craft. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm doing mm-hmm. it. The ones that don't do well are the ones that deliberately try to sound or be something yeah. that, that is evidently not an influence. Mm. It's not who they are. Mm. It's just an influence and it's, it's limiting potential of what they could actually oh, yeah. be doing. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And it's, it's might be a bit different now because the turnaround time isn't as long in terms of when you, if you make something in your room and you can get it loaded up to Spotify. But back in the day, it used to be like, you, you'd make a record, you'd mix it, you'd master it, you'd get all your pictures, you'd get a marketing plan. It would take, you know, minimum six, seven months from yeah. when the album was done till when it came out. But usually more like a year, like it's in the traditional record label sense of things. And if you were swayed by, you know, someone who said, Oh, let's just put this single out. It's, it's huge. Like this is what's number one on the radio right now. Let's try and do something like that. By the time you make the song and you get all the things ready to go to radio, that song is not the song you were chasing is over. Yeah. It's, it's not relevant anymore. No, it's like you have in order to really, make an impact you have to really individually be unique and yeah. fully yourself it's a beautiful way of putting it mm-hmm. uh actually a song uh, a question just came in from chat that i think is really relevant to this conversation was there a yeah. point at which you ever just wanted to quit and walk away from it all and how did you convince yourself to keep going and persevering through the difficulties oh god so many times <laughs> I have, you know, I did, well, I, I stopped music, like what I referred to earlier in my twenties when I, I, you know, I didn't stop music cause I was still writing and, uh, but I, well, actually I did try when I was in my mid twenties, I did try, I did get an acting agent and I did try, um, to do that for, I would say about six months, six, seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. And I did get a, a hilarious speaking, small speaking part in Battleship galactica oh cool oh my God, really? <laughs> that's that, so cool so if anybody can like find that <laughs> i'm gonna make it my mission i will now. send yeah. you uh 
a, a free CD. Ooh, which episode? Um, Discover for a oh, free CD, guys. I don't know, but there's got to be like ways to. Yeah, that's what that's it. their job. They got to figure that out. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of quit then, and then and then for me at that point, the whole world of acting, being on camera, just mm -hmm. didn't work for me. I I just got I I don't. I really care more about what's on the inside than the outside. And I felt in my twenties acting, you know, when you're a girl in your twenties, it's all about how you look. And I, it just, I did not like that. Now at, in my forties, I would go back to acting and, and auditioning because those wouldn't be the roles I was going out for. Like I felt kind of objectified mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I didn't like it. It made me feel disgusting so mm -hmm. I, I stopped doing that then but um but I would do it now because you know you're not going out for the ingenue role I could be the crazy aunt yeah hey Come on. So play much those more. more entertaining roles where it's all about character and not just about looks yeah exactly yeah. exactly and so to, to finish up the question yeah I I I maybe I'm quit right now I don't know that's <laughs> like I, I'm doing some you heard it here first yeah I'm I'm doing some singing things. Like I'm only doing what I want to do. Like I have no plans to record anymore as a solo artist or in, um, but maybe I will. That's Who awesome. knows? Yeah. You gotta wait know. for that inspiration to come along. You don't force that. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. The rest, the rest of us just have to hold our breaths and hope. Yeah. Hope for the hope. best. Hope for yeah. the best. <laughs> the thing is I got so much back catalog for you people to sort through. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. True. There's yeah. a lot of us to work. Yeah. We have a lot to work with. Um, so a few questions that have come in from chat. We only have a few minutes left, but I wanted to get to some of these. One of them was, what's the, what's the, the favorite person that you've ever collaborated, collaborated with? Oh my gosh. 